Thank you for listening to this, the official PE podcast. Okay, so we've got our, our second uh, podcast chatting away today with Alan Kelly, Bailey Wright, Tom Clark, and Simon Crabtree about those great memories from the 2015 playoff campaign. But um, I'm going to start with perhaps something that wasn't a great memory, but led to the great memory in the end. I'm going to start with the, the, the weekend before and the Colchester uh, trip. For, I'm going to start with you, Clarky. That's how, how difficult was it afterwards to sort of um, deal with, with that and realise that you've got to get over it because there's a, another challenge to come? Yeah, the initial feeling after the game was obviously, you know, very raw, very, you know, emotional. Um, we'd worked hard all, all season to sort of gain promotion and to not do it in the last game was a, a real hammer blow. Um, so, yeah, like you say, you have to sort of get round your in your head quick and, and be ready for the playoffs. We didn't know who we were playing until we sort of got into the changing rooms and um, yeah, we had to refocus. That's what we said said in the changing rooms and we had to go again and um, yeah, I felt that we had the squad to do that. Kells, on the, uh, on, on the bus on the way back, Simon decided to stop it when you're on your way back to the airport to have a conversation and, and, and just have a chat with the lads. Was that, did he do that? You know, actually, did you as a as a staff, did you have a conversation and decide that was that was there was something was necessary? It was that quiet. I think uh, Sam at the time he had a, a quick word with with I say with the management team, just saying, "Listen, we need to we need to address it in some way, shape, or form." But let's leave it let's leave it in Colchester. So when the, the bus journey finished, I'm going to get up to say a few words, and then when we land back in Preston, we go again. You know, I think. He wanted to acknowledge that we we'd blown it. We all accepted that we'd, we'd blown that chance of, of growing up. But he also wanted to reiterate that we were a good team. I think we scored 84 goals, 20 odd clean sheets. Um, you know, and actually, we've got a second chance. It wasn't as if we'd lost that opportunity and we were going home like we had done the previous year. It was the fact that we had another chance and it was to take it with both hands and, uh, and move on and, and be positive and move forward. Bales, how did you sort of when that conversation had when when Simon stopped? The bus and he had that and he had that conversation. What, what did you feel as a player when you look back? Was that quite an important moment for that playoff campaign? It was, yeah. I think you know to get mentalities right and you know to move on quickly from you know what was a, a tough defeat to take. And I think towards the end of the season we had a few results where we were, you know a couple goals up at half time and we let things slip. Um, you know, and then obviously last game of the season. Um, losing to Colchester so those words you know before we got to the airport um, were important to sort of sort of start a refresh and remember all the good things we've, we've done and, and the opportunity ahead of us and I think it just just made us more determined to make sure we did it right you know it brought us together closer as a group and I think you know with the performances and, and certainly you know Wembley you could see how how close a group we were um, you know and little little moments like that is what you know really creates an atmosphere and a culture and we certainly had a good culture. Simon, where were you? Uh, where were you working that day? You, you must have been at the Premier League ground. I'm, I'm guessing. Where and, and the Colchester game uh, was it? I'm guessing it was a pretty hard, uh, hard one to be working. I was. I was at home that day because I watched it on telly in the front room, and everybody was kicked out of the house promptly. It was horrible, wasn't it? Thinking getting so near, and then like thinking, what? How many weeks was it earlier when you'd beaten? MK Dons and we all thought that was it and then just every game seemed to be a draw I know it wasn't every single game was a draw but then that day just it, I just felt sick because I knew what was coming in terms of the playoffs again I don't know whether you guys had that sort of the playoff mentality but as a as a Preston North End fan having going back years upon years upon years of playoffs being the absolute bane of our lives it was just I think everybody felt sick, but because we knew what you could do, just like mega confident that you'd that this would be the time as well. Yeah, that's an interesting question that you asked there because for you, for me, for Kells, we we've all we we'd seen nine playoff campaigns before us. We we knew what what had happened before. For you, um, Bales asked uh, ask you for been been at the club since you were sort of sixteen years old, um, and and you lived in in, in, the, in the town as well. Was that a hard thing in the first few days? Everybody reminding you of Preston's previous uh, sort of terrible playoff record. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of fueled you a little bit as well because 
you know, in, in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I'd love to be part of that group that goes and, and changes things for, for the club and, and goes down in history. You know, obviously the, the record at Wembley for Preston wasn't great. Um, and people reminded us of that. And I think even in the playoffs the year before against Rotherham, um, the hurt we felt from that in, in the manner we lost and, and played um, sort of spurred us on to, to be the ones that, you know, changed history and, you know, brought a bit of luck and smile on faces because you, know, you saw how much it meant to everyone and, and to be part of that group, um, knowing that the, you know, the record at Wembley wasn't great, but we were the ones to turn around, um, was special. What were your playoff memories before that campaign, Clark? You obviously you'd had the, the situation the year before with, um, uh, with Rotherham, but uh, what, what other, had you had other experiences in the playoffs? Yeah, well, obviously, other clubs, um, Huddersfield, we, we got promoted through the playoffs. Um, you know, we had a, an experienced group there, um, ended up winning. I think it went right down to the penalties. Um, so that was, you know, a great experience. We had lads in our team that, had, you know, had a lot of experience and sort of knew how to win there, um, which was good. And I think that that helped us, um, you know, in, in our campaign um, to the playoffs and to, the, to Wembley. Because um, as soon as I sort of got to Preston, you heard about the, you know, the not winning at Wembley for a long time. And, you know, I said, I remember saying in an interview that, you know, that was then we were a new team, you know, different manager, different mentalities. And I always felt confident going into, into the game that we'd, we'd do well. Tuesday morning when you went back into training, did, um, did you or any of the senior players say anything in the dressing room before you went out to training that day? Or had the talking already been done on the Sunday? Yeah, I think it had already been done, you know, even after the, the game. It was, you know, we was devastated, but we all, you know, spoke to each other. We all had that confidence of, of that we could go again. Um, obviously, the, Simon Grayson had, had the chat um, at the airport, um, probably spoke in the change rooms a little bit about it, but we wanted to forget about that and, and, and regroup and go again. And you could tell straight away in training that everyone were fully focused again. Kels, obviously, you were... Um from Preston and, and you knew the, the history and you had, you had Sam as the number one at that stage who's also, who's also a Preston lad and, uh, and, and therefore knew plenty about our, our, our player history. Was there, were there conversations you had about becoming the first um, sort of people being part of the group that could, could break that hoodoo? I think he's right. Like you say, I think it was nine previous occasions we, uh, we'd fallen at the final hill and it was a case of, I mean, Obviously, living in around Preston, you remind you on a daily basis, and um, you know people are like here we go again, and you know from bit, we're at the Colchester and it, it's uh, Preston again. It's we, we haven't quite managed to do it, but I think what um, what we instilled or what was it like is to keep the norm. It was to uh, forget what's happened with uh, Colchester. You know, as I said before, a good team, but it was about you know don't, don't have a sad face if you got someone like Snods around or whatever. It's get amongst the players. It was to create a, um, a positive atmosphere. I think, I could be wrong, but I think we trained at Deepdale on the pitch. We used that as our sort of training base for the, the playoffs and leading up to the final. So we really sort of centred everything about being upbeat and about that second chance and about, like you say, like the lads have said, about breaking that hoodoo and being the team that um, on the 10th occasion wins at Wembley. But I think everything that came together within that first week of you know, keeping the norm, the club's organisation, you know, nobody was, was uh, worried about getting tickets, no one was worried about transport for their families. Everything came together as a club, I thought, um, and everybody mixed together, club, players, fans, you know, uh, and the belief within, let's say, within the ground, so that would be you, you Ben, you know, the backroom staff, everybody, the players, it was all driven to be the one, to be this team that can uh, overshadow what's happened at Colchester, and like Clarkie says, to win at Wembley and to, to feel that elation and no better place to win. Uh, this was our chance and we were determined to take it. The first opportunity to get back on the pitch, of course, was the Thursday. So that's the first leg. And we were the first um, playoff semi-final um, to be played. Do you think, um, uh, for you, Bales, this one, do you think that um, us being so quickly back in action benefited us because it allowed you to really quickly put behind you what had happened the previous Sunday? Yeah, I think, you know, not having to sit there and, and watch other games get played before you um, is an added bonus because you sort of can feel the tension in some games, you know, when there's so much at stake. So just to go out there and play so quickly, um, 
after a disappointing result um, was good because we could just put things right as quick as quick as possible. Had we as what we'd done most of the season, you know, with any setback we had, we bounced back quickly. Um, and with the you know the playoff semi-finals coming so quickly, we were we were able to do that. Like Cowles and Clarkie were saying, you know, we got back on the training pitch and just stuck with things as normal and, and believed in everything we were doing. And you know, to have the quick turnaround, yeah, I think it definitely helped us. And I think when you look to your left and you look to your right, you saw you know the group of lads that you had, and you just trusted each other in terms like right from staff to players. You knew everyone had each other's backs um, and believed in each other, and you know. You could see that with the quick turnaround and, and the way we reacted um, after something so tough and that hurt so much. I think you know the performance um, against Chesterfield just showed that we were determined to put things right, and we did that. Yeah, Clark, it was an early goal. Bex got the goal, and Chris Humphrey set him through, and Bex finished it in the clinical style that we, we became accustomed uh, to with Bex. And after that, it was, it was quite a watching it back yesterday. It was quite a Physical, quite a quite quite a narky affair. There were lots of little stuff going on. A galley got a an elbow in the in the face that should have perhaps have been a red card. There was half time. There's a bit of a, a scuffle. that Snobs was heavily involved in as well. But but ultimately <laughs> the, the, the battle that we uh, battle that we showed and the the, the, the clean sheet it really sort of set you up as a group for, for what followed in the next two games. Yeah, again, I I watched it last night and. Um... It was a tough game, even watching it back. They, you know, they had a lot of the ball. They, they had some good key players that eventually moved on from there. Um, so, yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough battle. Um, obviously, under Cookies, um, is that kind of manager. You know, it's going to be a tough game. But we we had a team that enjoyed that. We we liked defending at the back. And we always had that threat with, with Bex and Garn. So, we were no strangers to a battle. Um, and I thought we did that that night. It was, you know, a great away performance to get the goal early on as we did um, and to sort of defend like we did I thought was 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 really good and to set that result back to, to Deepdale was brilliant. Simon from a fan's perspective um, um, firstly where, where, where did you watch um, uh, that game that night and, and and did you feel that having got a result away from home in the playoffs which I don't think we'd ever done I don't think we'd ever gone and, and won a game uh, away from home in the playoffs um, I know you and me were at Fort Vale and we, we've been all the blessing <laughs> We'd not won, but so that was a uh, that, that that was the start of a positive. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my God. I I could I looked at that actually on on the website and I had to double check for myself that we'd never won an away leg. I mean, I know we'd obviously never won in the final, and then I'm sort of I'm going back through all the games about oh yeah, Derby. We it was a nil nil, wasn't it? And then as you Port Vale, we remember, and I think Berry was in there, and the rest we'll we'll forget about. But um. I was going to go and watch it in my local and uh, I decided not to in the end. I think I'd only got back from work relatively late. So it was front room again. I thought I'll get rid of the Colchester hoodoo and then watch it from there. And um, just that early goal, just it, from being really nervous from a fan's perspective and being um, just quite irrelevant about things as, as we do as fans, that early goal, which came from nowhere, didn't it? I don't think they'd woken up. It was like a little ball through and then all of a sudden we sort of went, oh my God. And then that was it. It just felt, I don't know if it was different for the lad, but that moment just felt, this is it. It, it just felt like it changed, if that makes sense. Kels, tell me about Snod to half-time. Tell me about, there's an FA charge followed afterwards. <laughs> Like you say, it was, a, it was a feisty affair and there was little knees going in on, on the slide and a couple of uh, um, elbows flying around and, um, and Snods was... Um, well, Simon would, would uh, sometimes instruct Snods, say Snods, get into the fourth official one. I think he got in a little bit too close and he was accused of pinching. I've never known that <laughs> in terms of front <laughs> the fourth official. He was accused of pinching and, we, um, and then obviously it became the butt of a joke for the next three days that he's going to get fined you know, multiple thousands and he's going to miss the final, he's going to miss this and what have you. You know what like Snods is like, you could wind him up for uh, forever. But I think just on um, just on, on, a, on a reflection again, looking at before it, I, I, I wrote some stuff down about it, about we were in the automatic promotion places for the, the, the 10 games previous to that Colchester game. We'd, un, we'd had the longest run either in the Premier League or any football league time, 18 unbeaten. We'd scored uh, in every game 
in the previous 30 games, 28 clean sheets out of 59 games. It was unbelievable, you know what I mean? And then to go into that Chesterfield game, to win 1-0, clean sheet, which was, a, what we, as Clarkie said, we based our, our play on, really gave everybody that impetus. And uh, whether we were with Snods for pinching or not, we knew that gave us that, um, that, that belief that taking Chesterfield back to Deepdale, we were going we to do it. There's another quick turnaround. Um, it was Thursday night to Sunday lunchtime, and um, and back at back at back at deep down, an opportunity was there. What was um, Bales? What was the, the the feeling like in the in the build up? Um, the build up to the game in, in the dressing room, um, coming out. Was it? Was it? This is. Was the was the thought? Was the chance to get to Wembley, or was there a thought? There's a chance to get promoted. What was the What was the, the feeling? Um. The feeling was very much the same as what it was going into the first leg. It was, you know, just determined and together to, to go and, and do a job. Um, the focus in the group was one of the most focused groups I've ever been part of. And I always just remember, you know, the way we worked day in, day out, um, determined to, to go and get that result and make sure we were going to Wembley. Um, and I think the, the first leg obviously put us in a great position and we knew that, but there was no guarantees just because we'd won away. Um, and we had a good home record that nothing was just going to be given to us. Um, we had to earn it. And I think, you know, the second leg, we definitely, you know, we dominated that game. We were solid. Um, we had a good platform and again, didn't concede. Um, and we had the quality of players to go and score goals and hurt teams like Bex did and, and Garns and players like that. So, you know, we knew if we did our jobs, the same as what we did the first leg, that they would do their jobs and, you know, would be on our way to Wembley. I think um, from memory, again, I've been watching bits of it, and from memory, there's um, we, we've got another, we get another early goal, which gets us two 0 ahead. But there's a big save by Sam um, that, that, that keeps it at two 0 and um, and that that sort of got us a bigger sort of roar and a bigger atmosphere change in Deepdale as uh, as the goals did. And and, and Kells, he um, that that sort of spell that, that Sam had, it really showed what he was about, but you could also tell what it meant to him as a, as a Preston lad. Absolutely. Um, like I say, he didn't have a great deal to do in the game in either game, but to, to make that, that intervention, that save at the right time, right place, it was, because if that, if, that's, if that goal goes in, it's like, here we go again. You know, and uh, everybody remembers that when we played Chesterfield previously at home, I think it was the 3-3 draw. Um, either that or the season before, I remember the 3-3 draw and um, where we, we were 3-0 at our time and that would bring in those nervous feelings again for everybody in the stadium but to be fair to Sam, he was one of the coolest customers around, a fantastic goalkeeper, um, especially for us at that time and, and has gone on with West Brom now and being a Preston lad and um, being the game, he said before about this belief and that's what I keep saying, I think we had a belief that we were going to be winners. Um, I think we had, a like Clarkie and Bale said, that belief about keeping a clean sheet you know, um, and, and being tight and organised at the back and not letting anything through, whether that be a defender or a save for a goalkeeper. And I think we all took um, great belief from Sam making the save, from Beck scoring the goal for whatever it was going to be. Everybody was going to play the part in that, in that team. And I suppose when you round it off, it was a fantastic team effort. Um, great individual actions for, and Beck uh, to note, but that's the beauty of that team. It was a real team effort. Yeah, uh, Clark, you won that. By the time we got to that third goal and, and Beck's scoring the one he did from the halfway line and, and Garns was just saying in, uh, in the other podcast we did that he'd, he'd been saying all through the second half to Beck's, the guy's miles off his line and, 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 and by the time we got to that stage, Beck's, Beck's claims that he, he didn't have any, any effort to run so he was just having a go whatever. <laughs> but, but by that stage you, you knew it was over and, and, and you, could, you could feel, you could feel a, a big sea change in the, in the ground could you feel that on the pitch as well? Did you did you feel like we've we've got another we're going to Wembley? Yeah, you could you know definitely feel the atmosphere sort of you know when that third goal in third goal went in especially everyone coming to the edge of the pitch and you just got that feeling of you know we've done it we've achieved it we're we're going to Wembley like I say we've we've worked so hard all season um, and to do it was was just a great feeling um, a feeling that the lads deserved after the. The disappointment at Colchester, um, and yeah, just you know, brilliant that we could do it. It's a bit, it's quite bizarre, isn't it, when you think, Simon, that um, the way we were from one Sunday early kickoff to a following Sunday early kickoff, 
transformation in a week and the feeling uh, that anybody felt is just phenomenal. Yeah, I think uh, with Bex as well, you just you just had that in your stomach that he was going to score because he was on fire, wasn't he, in those last few matches of the season? And and like you say, with the, with the early goal in the away leg, and then as Kel said, that save as well, and that that three three draw was in the back, I think, of of people's minds as well, wasn't it? Um, oh, in, was there, did Owen Doyle score a hat trick? Yeah, DJ did played he? as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Owen Doyle scored a hat-trick and DJ set up about two of the three, I think. Yeah, but it just felt different. It felt different from the previous Sunday. It felt different from that game. And then, um, as as you were saying there, the pitch invasion. Never would come down the pitch invasion, obviously. Uh, but it just felt amazing, didn't it? I wanted to be on it. And uh, Clarky, that's some of the best footage we've got. And you'll see it when we broadcast the the semi-final on Sunday when Anna puts that out. So the best footage we've got is the, is the shots of you when you're on the people's shoulders and then some of the great photos and the look in your face, the sheer joy um, that, that, um, that, that clearly is on, on your face. It was um, being carried off um, the pitch on, on, on that day. I think there's only you and Welsh left on the, the pitch at the end. <laughs> carried off. That, that must, that Make must, most of it. Absolutely. It must be a great, great memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as you can probably see in the picture, it's just sheer relief, um, you know, to have that disappointment as we did, to feel like that. I just didn't want to feel like that again, and and to do it and to do it with this with this team that you know were great, great lads, great individuals, was just you know a dream come true. Um, and to say that we were going to Wembley and was just a massive feeling for us all. Um, and sort of walking off the pitch, I just sort of felt like lifting up at some stage. I don't know who got underneath me, um, but yeah, ended up on someone's shoulders. And again, just just sheer, yeah, 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 just sheer relief that we, we did it. And, you know, just so proud of everyone. I asked Bales, I asked some of the others um, about whether when you went in the dressing room, there was a feeling we've only done half the job, but, but they admitted there was a few beers waiting. So before you, re before you started to, think about the, the next part of the job you certainly celebrated it yeah I think I think we had to um, you know what we had achieved to get to Wembley was still a big achievement even though um, only half a job was done but we knew we had a you know a good bit of time until the next game and you know you got to relax and let your hair down a bit and enjoy and you know realize what we'd just done and what we'd achieved so far um, and you know that that little bit of downtime and time to enjoy um, two great results and, and be looking forward to, you know, to Wembley, but not for ourselves, but for our families and everyone who'd followed, followed our careers, what it meant to everyone. So you got to celebrate um, that occasion to get to Wembley. Um, but yeah, we celebrated even harder when we uh, actually won at Wembley. <laughs> yeah, don't say job done. Don't say job done. <laughs> uh, Kels, from a coach's perspective, um, must be quite difficult because you then got two weeks. So we, won, we we lost on a Sunday to Colchester. The following by the following Sunday, we've beaten Chesterfield over two legs. But then it's another two weeks. So you've got to fill two whole weeks. It's not like it's the next Saturday or the next Sunday or the next weekend. You've got to fill a fortnight. From a coach's perspective, what was the what were the conversations about about how you were gonna how you're gonna keep it? Because obviously you've got to keep a lid on it almost because you don't want to get too excited too early. I think I think one of the, the beauties of that at the time was that um, with that with the let's say, say the two weeks of the final, we gave the they gave the players some time to have with the families. Um, you know, I saw a lot of teams that might ordinarily have gone away and gone on a training break for four or five days. We didn't. We we, uh, we gave the players time off so they could, you know, enjoy and recover because the families go through it as well. You know, having to go from Colchester and then win those two legs and and get to um, a Wembley final, it was. It was. We felt it was important to keep everybody together as a squad. The whole squad um, was involved. They trained together. They worked. They ate together. But I think having time away and sometimes when you're in football, it can be 100 miles an hour. It's it's just about you as a player. It's just about you as a coach. And just taking that step back, like Bale said, allow yourself to enjoy. You know the two the two victories that you've had to get to a final. Allow you know, your families to recover as well, spend a little bit of time with them. When you come back in, it was all about then being refocused for the final. So it was almost like breaking it down into uh, in compartments. You know, it was the, it was the, it was the play, it was the semi-finals with job done, celebrate it, um, have a bit of time with your family and then refocus for the final. And I think obviously it did work out perfectly. But 
um, I say it would have been very easy to say, right, we're going away to you know Portugal for five days, and but all that would have done would have just kept this pressure cooker you know bursting from the inside out, and we felt that it would be better to let the, the players go away, have some time with the family, family, and then come back and be refocused. Simon, for, for, for the others here in the group, they've, they've got me who organises their train and their hotels and, and everything so that, so that when they go down to, to the game, it, it, it just sort of, that happens and they've got it. But for you, this is a time to, to think about, right, how am I getting a ticket? Where am I going to go? How am I getting there? Um, it's, it's two weeks of, of, of travel planning. Yeah, it was, I think my mum got me my ticket, which is, which is something for someone who's, a little bit older than, than somebody who should be letting the mum get the ticket. But travel, <laughs> we weren't sure we were going to do the travel. Brian O'Neill sorted it, believe it or not. Because I was in the taps with Brian O'Neill and we're saying, right, what are we going to do? How are we going to get down there? And Brian went, I'm just going to order a bus. Well, I go, yeah, all right, Brian. And then he just rung us the next day and, and ordered a bus. So all of a sudden, we were just ringing around. Anybody we knew had got a ticket, like jump on Brian's magical bus. Um, and I ended up sitting next to George, Georgie Ross, bless his soul, on the way down. And that has got to be, I know we're going to talk about it in a second, but that has got to be one of the best days of my life. Just sitting with George, listening to his stories, driving down there, the look on his face as well, and just being with all my mates. Um, so, yeah, I've got Brian O'Neill to thank. For, for, the, for the others of you, um, when I come to, to your first clock, it was it was very... Organised. Simon knew what he wanted. He'd, he'd been there before. He'd won at Wembley, so it was very organised. You went down on the train on the Friday. Um, you first, as soon as, as soon as the coach picked us all up, uh, took us to Wembley there and then. The message was quite clear. So have a look round now. If you want to take any photos now, you can take them, but keep them off social media. We don't want to do that. The next day you trained. You then went to a bit of a, the, I think it was at Southend Wickham, I think, from memory. Um, yeah. Which is interesting, Wickham being there because... Last time I'd been to Wembley to watch Preston was uh, see us lose against Wickham, and then and then and then then of course you get to the day, so it was all very structured for you. Yeah, like you say, um, you know Simon Grayson's been there and done it with you know a lot of teams, and obviously me being with him at Huddersfield, it was very mirrored to what sort of we did really, and obviously we got the result. I know it was a little bit more tense going down to the keepers and stuff in the penalty shootout, but it was very mirrored. Um, you know, very organised and like you say, um, go into the pitch, take your pictures, but don't be putting it out on social media and in your suits for the game. And yeah, it was very, very um, well organised. And like I say, he's been there and done it a lot of times. So um, I think that helped the players a lot and helped them focus, you know, on the game and in the, in the, um, the job in hand, really. Hugh Bales, you never played there before. So was that going on the Friday, being at that game on the Saturday, was that useful for you? to acclimatise to, uh, to what was to come on the Sunday? Yeah, I think, like Clark, he said, you know, Simon Grayson's record at Wembley is, you know, it's going to be one of the best. Um, and, you know, the atmosphere that was set, um, you know, right from the moment we, we travelled down, um, the hotel we stayed at, I think we had a quiz night the night before, which or the, maybe the Friday night, which really relaxed everyone and sort of brought us all together. And, you know, your mind can't always be on 100%. 100%. You've got to sort of switch off and, being amongst each other and, and having things like that, you know, in a tight group that we had, I think the atmosphere was just ideal, really. Obviously, I I never experienced it before. Um, I didn't know what to what to expect, um, but I felt relaxed going into the game. You felt like you could, you know, trust who who you're going alongside um, and believed in in what we were doing. So I think, you know, everything was planned out perfectly into the T, and you know, allowed us just to go out there and and to just do our jobs and do what we had to do. Gals, uh, I remember speaking to Sky afterwards, uh, after the game, and we'll talk about the game in a minute, but I remember talking to them, they said, when we arrived on the day, everybody arrived in the suits and, and, uh, and got, went about the business, went to the dressing room, came out to the pitch, went back to the, the dressing room, and they said, when they look back and they look at the footage, one team was there for business, one, there, one was there to enjoy the day, and that, that, that was the message sort of set from the top, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, as uh, Bale said with Simon, it was, you know, uh, walk around the stadium, take your pictures, but it was a, it was a social media uh, blackout for the players because the next morning, Swindon had done the same and they were all the players were posting their pictures on at Wembley and, and doing the selfies and whatever. And he didn't want that because, as you said, it was, uh, it was a time for business. 
And when we got to the stadium, we were we were just businesslike. You know, we knew, as we said before, how good we'd been during the season, and it was just replicating that uh, within that ninety minutes. And I think all the preparations, as I said before, from the club to the manager to the players, was absolutely spot on. Everybody in the in a totally in the right frame of mind. You know, focused uh, and ready to go out there. Not not to be overshadowed the fact that you're playing in a uh, playoff final or actually playing at Wembley. It was another game in this in this what has been a, an excellent season. And, let, and let's finish it off. You know, let's be winners. That's that's what the message. Let's be winners. Um, and I think you know, in terms of any side's preparation, especially with that two week break, was absolutely exemplary from from everybody. Uh, you know, from the players to the staff to the to the club as well. And I think when that all comes together, and when you get outside observers who are looking in and and seeing teams and how they react, and is someone there for a day out or there to do business, like they said, their words are, are the best words they can say. One team was here for business, and it's exactly what we produced. I don't know about you, Sam, but um, I wasn't obviously we weren't playing the game, but it was it was as nervous as I've been before a game. I've got to admit. Um, I uh, don't think I had slept particularly well the night before. Got up, there's a there's a, a nice coster right next to Wembley, and I think I was sat in it at quarter past seven in the morning with the game. So <laughs> all the four o'clock kick off. You're you're on your bus on your way down. How nervous were you? Do you know what? I genuinely wasn't. I thought because of how it had felt a fortnight ago at Deepdale, and then just it was the best bus ride ever. There wasn't there wasn't even. I don't think anybody had brought, actually brought any ale on. I think everybody had just forgotten. We had George telling the stories. We had Brian singing songs. We had Pete Foy telling the worst jokes you've ever heard in your life as well. And it was just really good atmosphere. You got down and then just as we got sort of to the edge of Wembley, you sort of looking at it in the distance and there was just North End fans everywhere. And then we got there, George met his sons and I went for a walk with a couple of other lads around the stadium. It was just all North End. Like you kept on seeing friends that we knew. I genuinely, I mean, like you say, we didn't have to play, did we? But it just felt this was going to be it. It, it really did. From from the moment that we set off uh, in the morning and, and got down there, we just thought, this is it. Walking out, um, Clarky, it, it, was it? Were you nervous? Um, you, you can't not be. You know, there's got to be some level of nerves. Yeah, listen, walking out there and being in the tunnel, it's yeah, you start to get the, the butterflies and stuff. But I was just going to say, probably going into a game, I've never been as relaxed. I don't know whether that's how other lads have felt, but just I think how the staff were and how they saw it, they were so level-headed. They never got too high after a win, after a loss. They were, they were just the same throughout. And I think that, that just passed down to the, to the players. The training was, you know, fun. It was never boring. It was... And it just sort of a great build-up. And I felt so relaxed going into the game um, with the team and the staff that we had. Um, obviously, there's, there's the butterflies once you're in the tunnel and, and going out to the game. But, but once you kick that ball and the, the whistle blows, you, you know, you, you're fully focused. And however, you, however nervous you felt, Bales, ten, 10 minutes in, um, you've got to be feeling a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could ask for a better start to a game, really. It was... Um... You know, everyone everyone turned up and was ready, you know, to do the business. Like you said, we, we knew what we were there for. Um, and when you start off a game like that, you just sort of know, right, we do our jobs defensively and the game's ours. And we knew we could do that. We knew we could keep clean sheets. Um, and it was weird. The game sort of just becomes a, a blur. The game's the quickest game I've ever played. It's, you know, you go out, a little bit of pre-match nerves, um, which is always a good thing, that little bit just to make sure you're alert and you're ready and, and you know what's at stake. And then once that, you know, the first goal goes in, you sort of, you feel that sense of relief. But, you know, just to know that we do our jobs as a defence and back four, back five, um, then we know we've, we've, we've done what we need to here. And, you know, the day just got better and better. And, you know, the, the boys up top did their job as they did all season. And it, you know, made our jobs easy at the back. Was it like... Um... On, a, on the bench, Kel. So, uh, get the early goal, Bex, then, then puts the, the ball in early. And every, the game plan, everything you'd organised, you'd gone and, and Simon had, had done, was perfectly. So, you knew Nathan Thompson had, had had a grade two hamstring tear and was unlikely to, to be anywhere near fit. So, he said, run him early, turn him early. Bex turns him and he, he does his hammy again and has to go off uh, after, after, straight after he scored. Then, a few minutes later, another ball and it's a 
unbelievable tackle from Welsh. He's got no right to win the ball. He gets the ball off Nathan Byrne. Galley puts it in and Hunt makes it two. The bench at that point, you must be thinking, you must be thinking everything's going to plan. There must be something here that, that could go against. <laughs> well, it's quite funny. You know, you, you always see the pictures of the bench when, when we, you, your team scored a goal and you're going, come on, focus, focus. And inside you're going, yes! <laughs> 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 come on! But you're going, come on, focus, focus. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and obviously, uh, having a few experiences like that, it was just... Um, it was it was like wow we've absolutely just hit them with everything and like you say all this everything's fallen into place and you two nil up after thirteen minutes and three nil at half time and it was just interesting but just going back to we're walking out the tunnel and clock is on and Simon says to me um, make sure that the the headset works because Snods used to sni- uh, sit in the stand and he would he'd have the overview looking down and it, it wouldn't work so I quickly had to run back in get my iPhone and I, and I don't know if you noticed a few pictures I had like had my earbuds in and. Looks like I'm like having a day out, you know, listening to iTunes. <laughs> I'm actually trying to get the message from Snods, and it was one of those things where we had to think on our feet really quickly, you know, to keep that. So if something did go wrong, it seemed to uh, get better very quickly, and um, no better remedy than, like I said, than being two 0 up and then three uh, 0 at half time. Just brilliant. But watching it, I remember um, not afraid to admit, and one nil. I got even more nervous than, than I did perhaps when before it even started. Um, and then there's a, a big moment right before the third goal comes. Is that they've got their best opportunity of the game. I think it's Michael Smith is at the centre forward. And he heads one yeah. just wide from about six, seven yards out. And he goes wide left. Um, and then we break up field and, 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 and get the third. And Simon, are you thinking um, in the crowd as a Preston fan, you've seen everything go happen in playoffs before uh, as... As, as you may have, uh, are you thinking? Are you thinking even we can't can't lose this now? Or are you thinking there's something going to happen here? No, again, I don't remember feeling that we were going to mess it up this time round. I remember sitting there at one point trying to breathe, thinking, "Just come on, we can do this. This is it. This is it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is this is the time. This is this is the one." Um, and then when when he scores from what, 100 yards or however far out it, that it was in the end, then it just, that was it then. The lid came off and everybody just knew. And we were looking round and their fans had all started heading home. And it was, it was their side of the stadium was pretty much empty for the last 10 minutes or so of the game, I seem to remember, wasn't it? But uh, no, I never doubted any of them for one second. Okay, um, <laughs> one, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming out of time, Clarky, and, and it's 3-0. And it's interesting, I've, I've spoken to others who, who played and, and, and they're all, well, she was saying that he felt, it, you know, just his target was to make sure he won every tackle and just, he never, never felt, he never felt he could enjoy it the last, last sort of, till the injury time board went up. Whereas Garn said to me, he thought, Garn's felt it was all over at half time. He, he, he just enjoyed it. He was just, he was just getting suntan in the second half because it was a, I just, in my head, I'm thinking playoff finals aren't meant to go like this. They're meant to be tight and nil-nil towards the end. But I think it's um, similar to what Kells is thinking. You sort of come in at half-time, try and, again, focus everyone. But inside, you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Um, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't believe sort of the, the brilliant start that we had. But... It was a case of, like I said, trying to settle everyone down, and it was only half time. You said they had that that chance of the header, um, so we still needed to be focused. And and um, yeah, Grayson obviously spoke at half time and, and got us all refocused to go out again in the second half, and and um, you know go and bring the bring the trophy to us. Big chance spells early in the second half, and um, um, when Betts goes through and Fodringham saves it. Um, and then when he when he goes through again the second time, um, I'm assuming the defence is like, you were because you were you were all sort of like in position of that in, in a sense that actually you, that you're you're in, in a defensive spot. You, you you're probably in the best position in the entire stadium to watch as he as he goes through. Um, when he goes through and he and he slots that that that, that fourth one in, um, what's um, did you remember that moment? Oh, I remember. Yeah. I, the, the feelings just, it's like the games are blur. The games go so fast, but when moments like that happen, it's like they just slow down. 
and you just you just in the moment of celebrating. You see everyone's faces, and like Parky was saying, you know, you come in at half time, and even during the game, you're like, the game shouldn't be going like this. It shouldn't be you know, running as smooth smooth as it is. And you're trying to stay focused, but at the same time, you, you know, you hear all the fans get carried away. You see guns getting everyone going, and stuff like that, and you really start to feel the the atmosphere. And you know, when you see the fourth the fourth go in, and you know it's game set match, and you know the last you know the dying minutes of the game, you just sort of some players having conversations with each other and, and you sort of, you saw the balance of the different personalities and, and everything in our team. You've got, you know, the ones that are determined and serious that keep everyone switched on and then you've got the other ones that can relax and, you know, they need that to play their way and we had that good balance throughout um, and I think that's why we had such a good group. We were we were so, so well organised um, and like I say, our back four was always ready for, for any counter-attack that Swindon threw at us because, you know, they were a good side, and I think we made them look, you know, pretty average on that day. When they'd, you know, they'd battered a lot of teams throughout that season, played good football, and we had to concede some possession. And you know, with that comes, you know, a, a bit of pressure when you've not got as much ball. But you know, we knew what we were doing, and, and it all worked off with you know the goals we got and the clean sheet. Charles, I forgot to mention um, in the first half, the everybody looks and sees when when Hunt scores the second. Um, he runs down the line and everybody thinks he's running to Simon. What he's actually running to and, and he's running to say to you, because you've said to him, haven't you, beforehand, you've said, because he, he'd already got nine goals for the season, but he, he hadn't had one for a good while. And you've said to him before the game, you're gonna, you, you, the attempt's coming today, your goal's coming today. And that's what he was running, he, 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 he was running to, to say you were right. Well, that's very kind of you, Ben. Yeah, no, it was, it was <laughs> one of those. But, um, <laughs> no, but it, again, we had a... Um, I think intermixed with all this we're saying about being professional and being businesslike, we had a bit of humour as well. So I think you probably come through with the lads. We we always had a little bit of humour attached to it. So it was a case of like Hunt coming to I see, I told you, I told you, you know what I mean? I'd get that one and he got got his double figures. So I think, you know, intermingling that humour with that seriousness of being professional and being businesslike, it all it all, as I said before, it, it all came together. But I remember the when the, the last goal get, went in, nearly was it an hour, 57 minutes, wherever it was. And I went to put my hands up to celebrate and walk because it's quite a, an apron to the to the uh, edge of the pitch. And then literally this thing landed on my back and nearly broke my dodgy knee, my, <laughs> my soon-to-be other dodgy knee, and my, my fragile. And it was Scott Laird had done a Spider-Man and jumped right on the on my back like a monkey on my back. Oh, my God. How I didn't go down, I'll never know. But Laird was a big lad. Um, but I, think, I think on that 57 minutes, on that 60th minute when that fourth goal went went in, that was like... Wow, um, I think the lad said before, and uh, and Crab has said about you know Swindon's part of the stadium emptying, and I actually, if I'm being honest, I felt sorry for uh, for the manager, for the Swindon manager next to us. You know, I thought because we've got another half an hour to go, this could be anything. This could be anything for us. You know, we're playing so well, we're dictating the game, we're running the game, we've got the goals. You know, and I, it was like, I'll take this now, four nil Wembley playoff final. I'll take it. You know, and. Uh, they say looking across him and he didn't know what to do, I think, and, and where to put himself. And that's, you know, sometimes in your professional head and been on the end of that, you suddenly think, wow, you know, blow your whistle, please, ref. 99% of the times, playoff finals are tense, tight affairs. Nobody can enjoy them until literally that final whistle goes. Um, Simon, from someone sat in watching it, and, and, and I was the same as well. It's, it's bizarre from that moment, from 57 minutes, you can actually take it in. You can you can look around, you can see what was going on about it, you can enjoy it, and that's that's something that, that so few people who've been to playoff finals can do. Yeah, I remember looking around, thinking, "Where where are they going to present the trophy? Where where's the where were the steps?" Because okay, it was the first time that obviously that we'd been to the to the new Wembley, and and it was just pretty much just above us and then trying to find because George was sitting somewhere else and then I was with me father-in-law and brother-in-law and was sort of it was a party and you're looking for your mates and you're trying to work out where and you could absolutely suck it all in and enjoy it and even see there was an old man on the bench who someone jumped on his back and nearly knocked him <laughs> over <laughs> <laughs> It was brilliant. Lovely stuff. Sorry. Hugh <laughs> Clark, did, did, did you start to think at that point? Were you all able to start 
were you able to enjoy it? Are you thinking, I'm, I'm walking up those stairs to pick, I'm going to be the one that giving this joke. Are you, are you able to think that? Or are you just thinking, there's 30 minutes to go, there's 10, 15 minutes to go, there's 10 minutes to go, the, the board's going up. Yeah, I think it was a little bit like Simon. I was looking to where the stairs were. Um, you know, sort of 10 minutes to go, you think, you know, this is happening. Um, I'm lifting a trophy that we'd worked so hard for, you know, with a group of lads that were, you know, were brilliant. Um, probably the best group I've been involved with. Um, and, yeah, just sheer, sheer relief that we'd done it and um, we was going to lift the trophy together. When the, the, the ball goes up, the whistle finally goes, um, Bales. Um, at that point, you, you, you're, you're there, you've been with the club since you're 16 years old, you've come through youth team. Um, uh, you've done academy, you've done um, uh, reserves, you've been in the, the, the first team now, you, you've won at Wembley. What, what, what are you thinking when that whistle goes? Um, yeah, it's pure relief, really. It's, you know, you, you feel a personal touch to it, for sure, especially when, you know, a big part of your career and your life has been at the club. Um, and unfortunately, I was there when, you know, I experienced a relegation, so... To, to experience a promotion um, and to know what it meant to you know the whole city, the whole town, everyone, it was special to be part of that and the relief of knowing that you know after you know a couple of consecutive seasons you've finally only done it after the disappointments. Um, you know it's all worth it. You know all the hard work that gets put in from everyone. Um, you know you sort of feel that sense of responsibility when you're out in that pitch to be the one that you you achieve it for your your friends, your family, your loved ones your teammates, you know, everyone involved. Um, it all sort of hits you just at once when you sort of go, well, we've done it. Like, you know, we've, we've got to where we want to be at least. Um, now just go and enjoy it. But just, yeah, just experience it with everyone. Just, yeah, I get goosebumps now just thinking about it. It was amazing. Um, I'm guessing um, everybody has some memento for the day, a shirt, photos, whatever. Kels, what, what are your overriding memory of the celebration? I think, well, first and foremost, I, th I took a moment. Um, I think I walked out onto the pitch and uh, uh, and just took a moment to see the the the, the July, uh, delight and the joy of of, that, of those pressing fans um, to our right as where the bench was. It was just it was a case of um, it wasn't necessarily the hoodoo, but it was all these people behind me as well, and you know just bringing that all together, George and everybody. It was just like wow, you know, to be in that place for that to happen. Um, to break the hoodoo with the people around who you love, uh, all the fans. Um, and I remember coming back and, you know, there'd be people, we might be in be in, the, in a supermarket and an old lady had stopped me and said, thank you very much for, uh, for, what, for what the team's done for Preston. Fabulous. And Pete, um, Pete, you, Simon, at that point, is it, for me, I, I felt there was a mixture of emotions. The joy of, of, of being there to, to enjoy it, for, for being, being able to be part of it. But also there's a sense of relief, I think. I think that, that for years and years, we had it rubbed in our faces, particularly from those not too far down the road, close to where you were living at the time, um, of, of the fact that we, we hadn't won a playoff. I, I, I'm thinking, yeah, well, a lack. And not, not, alas, the wrong word, but, but you, you can't do it anymore. You can't use that against us. Yeah, that, 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 there's still one more step to go, I think, isn't there, in terms of finally putting the, the fingers to the lips and everything. But uh, but it do it, it did fit. It, I, I genuinely, it was a really, really good day. Just everything that went with it in terms of meeting up with, with Brian in the morning and him singing the songs and, and George telling us the stories about 1964, which was the last time that obviously he'd been to Wembley. And then getting the chance for, for him to go back there and watch North End and meet up with his lads when we got there as well. And we bumped it with Osher Williams and Bryce. Bryce was on the bus, of course, as well. And he's now patter, but it was still reasonable company. But uh, it was great. And I've just, I've just, I found my ticket as well. I'd forgotten how bloody expensive the playoff final is to get in as well. But it was absolutely. Well, you weren't paying worth. for it. <laughs> Hey, listen, I don't pay for many, granted, <laughs> but I certainly don't pay for that one. But absolutely worth every penny, lads. Genuinely. And like Kells was saying, like the little old lady walking in the in the supermarket, I hope, obviously, we couldn't get anywhere near it these days, could we? But um, from every, from speaking as the, as the North End fan, I suppose, in this room, just thank you for a, an amazing day. 
to all of you. It was it was it was right up there with the very very best. Guys, um, Sam just just brought up something that I was going to come to. So, '64, um, your dad had, uh, had played uh, in, in the cup final, and then you'd you you sort of completed the circle. Really, you'd gone back and and, and you'd won there for for Preston. Did, when you when you took that moment and you looked around and took it on, was that was that something that came that, to mind as well and, and you, you thought about? Absolutely. Like I say, so much history and so much history of one club. Um, it was one of my, if not the best days of mine. In, I'm 35 years in football now. Thanks. I don't look at it, Travers. Um, but um, it was one of those poignant moments where you can sit back and, I mean, I, I, if I talk about my, my father and myself, I've always followed in his footsteps, whether it was into the Preston team, whether it was into the Irish team, and then it was into you know, going down to Wembley where they'd been there in 64. And George was sat in the crowd as well, being a member of that that side that played in the FA Cup final in 64. And I think, uh, again, to the lads who are still playing now, sometimes you don't take the time to, uh, to, to, to drink in that moment. And I knew that if we were successful in this, I was going to walk out on that pitch, I was going to have a look around, I was going to take it all in and I was going to photo, take, take a photo of that in my, in my memory. And... Uh, to this day, one of my best experiences yet. Clarky walking up those steps, um, getting up there, um, getting the trophy, and, and, and Welsh was about four or five down, and it was a great moment when you, you said to Welsh, come on, you, you come and, and lift this with me. Um, really, uh, Welsh talked about it with me the other day, and he said that really meant a lot to him. But, uh, as it comes along and it's been passed to you and, you, and you're lifting it, that must be just a, a memory that, that will live with you for, for, for your entire life. Yeah, as regards to sort of Welshie, obviously me, when I first come in, he was, you know, captain, club captain and, you know, such a great guy, great leader. Um, and that was always going to be the case, you know, if we were to win the trophy, he was going to lift it, lift it with me because, like I say, he's such an amazing lad, um, run for a brick wall for you. And I thought that final, in the final, it was, you know, unbelievable. Um, and yeah, that feeling of, of lifting it, it's something that, you know, as a young lad that you've dreamt of. Um, you know, to lift the trophy at Wembley and like I say with the team that we had um, and to do it with them was, was just an amazing feeling for me something that I'll, I'll never forget um, very proud proud day A ridiculous moment um, you're back on the pitch and you're the, the, the about to spray the champagne and ridiculously they've got drugs testers there so Bex is in having to do having to do <laughs> test, which is why why when everybody sees the photo and say well why is Jermaine Beckford laid at the front and not in the middle it's not just that he wants the uh, uh, the adulation <laughs> but it's also because he, he sprinted in late from having to having to go and give a give a sample and and, and uh, but, but that, that that champagne <laughs> spraying moment bails that 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 bit, that photo, I'm guessing again, that's another moment that you can sort of like remember in your mind. And whenever many years down the line when your, your career is over, you, you'll still be able to look back and think, what a, what a great moment. Yeah, when, when that's all happening, you know, when you, from the moment, you know, that trophy is lifted and, you, you know, all the boys there celebrating, everyone across the club, fans, and you're out there having the photos, spraying the champagne, they're all the things you envision, envision in your head. And, you know, to be part of, you just wanted to keep going and going and going and just absorb it as long as you can. And like Cal said, just just stand there for a bit and just really take it all in and appreciate what's actually been achieved. Um, and moments like that is is what football is all about. I think you know you want to win games, you want to be successful, but you know winning a winning a trophy and lifting a trophy and, and getting promotion are the things you really remember in football and and in your life and the people you achieve it with. Um, I was actually also drug tested after that game, and it was it was just crap. Like they kept trying to pull you in and make you stay in this room, and you're like, I just want to be in there celebrating with the boys. And like you can't you can't have a, you can't do it after a game. You're just so dehydrated. You just like get us another beer, get us another beer. So I felt to put a little bit of a, a damper on it, but it was um, yeah a special a special feeling. And like I said before, the relief you feel for you know. For the responsibility you've had, you know, to achieve this from, you know, from everyone, you know, you, you, it, it feels special to achieve that, knowing what it meant, you know, for yourself and, and everyone else. Some of the best best stories, some of the best moments are, are ones then that weren't shown on the on the screens and some great stuff. The dressing room, so uh, John Hugel um, having to get stitches because he, he's, he's managed to get his his, his medal in his, in his eye. 
Um, uh, <laughs> and, and, and the boss on the way back. Kel, Kel's the, the boss on the way back. Everybody I've spoke to, and, and I've done this with a few others, uh, the same one like this, they, they talk about that, that bus journey back and how that's, that's one of their favourite. Everybody talks about that being one of their favourite moments of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy sometimes. Big games, last game of the season, the, the players disperse, and you you know what you've had in the dressing room is quickly quickly lost because you you go into different areas or or going home or what have you. And the fact that we had that, we look forward to a three or four hour bus journey. We, I think, when we stopped off at uh, the service, we were about to close, and the the, the poor lady who was in the off license um, became she said, "What do you want?" We said, "Everything." <laughs> and uh, it was cleared the whole lot the three buses and then the party started and, and the sing song started and it was just um it it was so good it went so quickly if that makes sense it just literally you know we was we were just the joy in, in i think when and if i can bring it back to that team spirit to that togetherness of um everybody the backroom staff of uh, the, the management team of the players all being again in that close quarters on that bus and someone started up with a song. I think even someone sang Frozen. No, let, let it, what is it? The crime is you know that. Don't you song. But, you know, oh, Bales won it. Was it Bales? Bales. But anyway, but it literally it's like, remember that started off and there's people uh, singing into beer bottles and oh, just, just what it, honestly, it, 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 there are moments in your career and in your time, whether you're a coach or a player, that you get that, special connection and it all comes together when you've won and like Bale said it's a trophy and it's a it's the laying down of a hoodoo and it comes together in that three or four hours where you can just celebrate as a team and as a and as a club and it really well you can tell us by how we can remember it you know as if it was yesterday and I think again another thing that you'll never forget just one more thing I didn't forget from that somehow I got home I woke up in the morning and Snods was sat in my kitchen. I don't know what's going off there. Like. I don't know what's going off. Well, you have a shirt off? I think we all want to wear Bailey Wright singing Let It Go. That's what I know. Now. <laughs> I'll come back to Bale singing Let It Go in a second. Clark, Clark here, I want, to, I want to talk about, when I spoke to Simon the other day about this, Simon claims um, that when you stopped off at that service station, he paid, but he's a Yorkshireman. That can't be possible. Oh, oh, no no chance. Oh. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, if he's, <laughs> not if he's gone in all our pockets and took his money. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, Garns did suggest that it was fine money. So yeah, oh no, yeah, that fine money that we we got back apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, but I, like Kel said, it was just a, an unbelievable journey. From what I can remember of it, I can just remember Snod's not having his top on for most of it. Um, <laughs> Dancing away, um, singing his songs and singing Sinatra, and it was just an unbelievable feeling. And um, yeah, great, great night. And ended up going into Preston, and was, I remember just sitting in in Preston in the nightclub, just absolutely shattered. Just thought, I need to go home now. I'm, the whole day just caught up with me. I think, and I, thought, I just ended up going home. Yeah, some some memorable some memorable mentions who who, who weren't playing that day, but certainly enjoyed it. Sylvan. Still Van Ebanks Blake, he, he enjoyed himself, <laughs> didn't he? I think he had a, I don't think he went home. I think he had a sleep outside the stadium until the next day. I think he said someone from Sky had done a, an interview with him as he just woke up with his back against the stadium. <laughs> but um, no, there were some, some little stories. With a, with a bottle of spirits, I don't remember when you get on the bus and everybody's getting a beer and Sylvan's got the full bottle of spirits and saying, this is for me. Yeah. 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 The emotion of the day was 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 people enjoying it, or was people sort of sort of drained by everything that had gone on? Beer suddenly arrived. I seem to remember that Pete Foy had managed to find a load of beer from somewhere, and uh, Brian got the microphone from the front of the bus and was demanding that everybody do a turn of some sort, and then Brian singing again, and then again, and then again. <laughs> Brian likes to sing. I'm sure you know that already. But uh, it was brilliant. It was. It was bouncing. And then when we got back in, everybody 
thinking, what do we do now? And then going to the pub and then just, just it was just a great day. It, it was, it's, it's strange uh, from a football perspective. It's, it, it is the end of your season. You, you're done. That's it. That's it. It's all, all over at that stage. We, we were all there when we, we went to, went back to D-Dale the next day. We had the um, player of the year got presented and Mr. Emmons came and, and, and presented the, uh, the, the player of the year. I think he wanted the opportunity to come and, and see and thank everybody and, uh, and, and just to be a part of those, those, those celebrations. It was great for, for him, for someone who'd been involved in the club for, since 1970 to come and see that and, and be part of it. And, uh, and, and that was a, a sort of a nice, a, a nice end to it, even if, uh, even if there were a few sore heads, Cal. Yeah, I mean, the good thing, again, it involved the families, didn't it? It involved everybody's families and everybody associated with the club. Mr Hemmings, as you've said, you know, um, quite informal. Everybody's um, stood around, some had a hair of the dog, some just had a bit of water, wherever it was. But I remember my, my lad Bertie, you know, and having, having the picture with the cup, you know, and having that as a, as a really good memento of the day as well. So I think, as I said right at the beginning um, of, you know, coming into the playoffs about, you know, involving the families. The families were involved right at the very end because they're, they're our backbone as well. And uh, I think, again, we all wanted to hang on to that that um, that togetherness as well. You know what I mean? We didn't want to let it go or just uh, dissipate into the into the, into the night air or whatever. And to have that extra day that they have to really let it sink in and and, and smile at each other and, and just thinking we've done it and whatever was a fabulous feeling. And again, it was great that everybody in the club could share that as well. Yeah, it was important, Clark, even to, to, for you as the um, um, man who captain the side to, to do that, to get together, to get the families, to allow the owner to come in and say, say thank you and be a part of it. It was a, it was a, a nice way to sort of like finish and, and, and say, right, that's it for the summer. Yeah, like Kel said, it was nice as, as families have gone through the emotions of this season as well. You know, we, we tend to bring it home with us, so they feel it as much as anyone. And to have that final day, you know, be around everyone, have the families there, have their photos with the with the trophy. Um, obviously, Mr. Hemming speaking to all, to us all. It was just a nice way to sort of end what what had been an incredible season, and sort of the lads could you know enjoy the break and and get ready for championship football that we you know couldn't wait for really. Was that was that a big thing for you, Bales? It was it was getting, getting back. You, as you mentioned before, you've been part of. Um, the, the group which had gone out of the division and he was he's, he's still there when it's got got its um, championship status back. Was that was that a, a, a good feeling that next day to feel that you'd been through so many stages of your uh, of your Preston career and that was a real sort of moment to come back and celebrate at Deepdale one that that would really stick in the mind. It was yeah I think when you go through the emotions of football and, and the ups and downs and. Everything you experience, you know, you sort of bottle it all in, and and nothing beats that that feeling when you've you know you've achieved promotion, and the next day is there, and you're like, we're going to be you know in the championship next year, um, and we've done it the best way possible at Wembley, and you wouldn't change it for a thing because you see how much it means to everyone. And my first game for the club was actually for the fans team. I wasn't allowed to play for the youth team reserves. I actually played for the fans team. So you know you got got that personal relationship with a few people and. You know, right from you know, the first moment I moved over to England and, and, and signed for the club, I knew the history of the club. I knew how big a club it was. And to sort of feel part of it and sort of feel part of the family um, is what gave us so much success. I think I think we had a, you know, a close group, individual individuals, like from teammates, staff, fans, and, you know, everyone's families were involved. And, and that next day when, when, Mr., when Trevor Hemmings was there and, you know, you got that sort of, that relaxed atmosphere and that togetherness is what we were all about. So it was, um, yeah, it was a feeling that will live with me forever. And, and like the boys were saying, um, the photos of, with the cup and stuff like that that you have of yourself, of your family, are things you always look back on and, you know, it's a special achievement. Simon, I want to give a final word to you. Does that, having experienced it as a supporter, having been there in, the, um, uh, uh, in Wembley, having done that, now we're potentially nine games away from another playoff campaign whenever we get restarted, whenever that happens to be, hopefully everybody's safe and well and we get restarted at some point in the next few months. Does, um, have you got less fear now of the playoffs, having, having been through uh, this and had a successful one? 
I'd rather never see the playoffs again in my life, is the honest answer to that. Yeah, just automatic promotion would be better, please. It'd be nice if Bales gets promotion this season as well, obviously, with, with Sunderland. And if North End can, can be one of those teams in the Premier League at some point soon, that would be nice as well. Can you sort that, please? <laughs> I'll, I'll do what I can, yeah. <laughs> when Clarky's got a bit more to do in that than I have, I think. Come on then, Thomas, sort it. <laughs> I'll tell them. Tom, Tom, I even named my dog after you, so that's got to be a I sign. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <come on. laughs> that's fantastic. Thanks very much, everybody, for, for joining this. It's been a, a great to, to look back on it. Now, hopefully, for you guys, it's been uh, brought by some great memories as well. Thanks, man. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you very much. Cheers. Good to see you all.